You're listening to the Shoeless Podcast, where we talk candidly about married life and parenting within the domestic church in the light of Carmelite spirituality and the Catholic faith. We're your hosts, Donald and Megan Wallenfang, and we invite you into today's conversation of living Catholic with abandon. Welcome, everyone, to this episode of the Shoeless Podcast. Women and men were created with the great gift of fertility. This gift allows humanity to collaborate with God as a steward of creation in a most profound way. Even though it is one of the most tremendous gifts we have been given, it is often a gift overlooked or sometimes looked at with disdain. Today on this episode, we want to consider the importance of fertility with all of its complications and challenges and wonder why it is our responsibility to have fertility awareness. What does being aware of our fertility look like on a daily basis? What impact does fertility awareness have in marriage and family life or even day-to-day interactions with strangers? Such huge questions mm-hmm. about fertility, fertility awareness. There's so much to say on this topic, as with all topics mm-hmm. we tend to feature with these why questions. But I think it seems to me the main message we hope to convey in this episode is fertility awareness itself mm-hmm. is for men and women mm-hmm. to become more aware mm-hmm. of their fertility, in particular, the menstrual cycle Mm -hmm. of woman and her body Mm -hmm. and what's going on there. Mm -hmm. Not just that woman would know it more, Mm -hmm. but also men, and Mm -hmm. especially here within marriage. Mm -hmm. I would argue that this is one of the most important things to go on in marriage. Even if a couple is engaged in preparing for marriage, that both the man and the woman are on the same page with what's going on Mm -hmm. with woman's body, with Mm -hmm. her fertility Mm -hmm. cycle. Because so often men don't know. Mm -hmm. They don't Mm -hmm. know what's going on. And a lot of times people are approaching fertility as a curse rather than a blessing. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's really sad because it seems that this is a gift from God. Mm And we have to learn how to live according to the hermeneutics of the gift, as St. John Paul II calls it in his Theology of the Body. This hermeneutics of the gift, this way of interpreting ourselves and this life and everything God has endowed us with Mm -hmm. as gift. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think, like you mentioned, that there is a, a cycle for females. I'm not sure that science has found any kind of cycle for men, but for men to know that they have fertility as well. And it's important to honor and respect that fertility for both men and women to respect the male fertility too. And to know that both men and women are given fertility. It's not something to be taken for granted or something to be abused either. This really has to be set within a Catholic perspective, I think, on sexuality and marriage. For example, the church teaches that the two primary purposes or ends of the conjugal act, 
sexual intercourse within marriage are number one, the unitive purpose mm-hmm. to bring together husband and wife in greatest unity, to realize that one flesh union in and through their bodies, their bodies that have a language, this body language of self gift mm-hmm. and receiving the other as gift. Every act, every conjugal act bears this proclamation, mm-hmm. bears this manifestation of gift in the woman's body given to man and the man's body given to woman that already an environment has been created for this exchange of gift through their covenantal vows, through the oath made in public that I am for you and you are for me till death do we part. Mm -hmm. As Pope St. Paul VI talks about this married love in his 1968 encyclical Humanae Vitae, it is a love that is free, total, faithful, and fruitful. It's permanent. It's an exclusive relationship between one man and one woman that brings with it this sexual complementarity. Man and woman go together and their fertility reveals this mm-hmm. about them and mm-hmm. their bodies. Mm-hmm. When we think about fertility awareness, it's not only an awareness of the biological aspects of fertility, but it's also in relation to God's purposes for our bodies, mm-hmm. for marriage, to become mother and father. And the second main purpose or end of the conjugal act in marriage is procreation, mm-hmm. the gift of the child. So we first understand fertility as gift, and what follows is we understand the child as gift. Mm-hmm as the reason for being of our fertility. Mm -hmm. It's oriented toward the conception of a new human being and the raising of this new human being and education of this new human being in the domestic church and handing on these promises of God, this totality of faith of the Judeo-Christian tradition, in our case, to this child, Mm -hmm. raising the child in this faith. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think also it's important to keep in mind that just because there is the potential for fertility doesn't always mean that there is going to be a child, meaning that sometimes our fertility is all um, encompassed by an interplay of many complex hormones. And if all those hormones are not in a balance due to many different factors, then a child won't necessarily be conceived. So there's times, you know, when there is intent of conceiving a child, that this doesn't necessarily happen. And this is, again, why fertility awareness is so helpful. Because when we're aware of our fertility, then we can get down to the root of some of the causes of why there might be things like infertility mm-hmm. and why things may not be happening as hoped or expected. So I think that's good to know too. And so fertility awareness within marriage and for people who are single, knowing the fertility of themselves is so important. And so on a daily basis, beginning to chart out observations of what you're seeing with fertility. And I think one of the great things that you do to stay involved is you keep our chart and maintain it and take my temperature every day. And so you're actively involved in knowing my symptoms of fertility. And I think this is really an important way for a husband to be involved so that it's not just the wife knowing her fertility, 
but that the husband has a role in responsibility as well of knowing what um, is happening with his wife's fertility. Absolutely. It's so essential. It's, it makes all the difference. I can't imagine going about life together day by day without knowing about mm-hmm. what where you're at in your fertility cycle mm-hmm. and knowing how to read everything going on with you as that's a big, big part of mm-hmm. it. And to respect you and the totality of your personhood by being aware mm-hmm. of your fertility and where we're at with the cycle. Mm-hmm. It's huge. And I recommend it to every husband absolutely without question it will make the biggest difference in your marriage Mm -hmm. without a doubt Mm -hmm. because we have this sexual urge as married people as adults and maybe sometimes it's greater than other times but depending on the state of affairs within the family and the children and health issues and financial issues and all these very serious things to take into consideration, sometimes prayerfully the married couple may discern it's not a good time to conceive a child or another child. And the Catholic Church teaches that for grave reasons, this can happen sometimes. Again, like serious health issues with the man or the woman or even a child. And it's not a very opportune time to conceive another child. And so how might we postpone conceiving a child through this fertility awareness? So there's many methods involved in what's called fertility awareness, also called natural family planning or NFP for short. There's a lot of different methods and approaches to achieve this fertility awareness. And obviously this episode can't go into all the different methods, but it's enough to say there's some different ones. We'll put some links in the description of this episode. But the main thing is for both the man and the woman, the husband and the wife, to be aware of the woman's fertility cycle Mm -hmm. and where she is in the cycle. Because there are fertile phases and infertile phases, across these cycles Mm -hmm. and the fertile phase is a very small window but combined with the man's fertility his sexual reproductive cells the sperm can live from three to six days 24 hour periods the ovum lives for 24 hours and sometimes there's double ovulation so it's really a 48 hour window normatively for a woman's body But for man's fertility, there's up to six full days that the sperm are viable. And this is important to know Mm -hmm. and to be able to say this Mm -hmm. and to relate the man's fertility to the woman's fertility and vice versa so that we understand when is that fertile window of both of their bodies combined And what are the infertile times with the bodies in relation to each other? Mm -hmm. And knowing this will help to achieve conceiving a new child or also knowing how to postpone conceiving simply by abstaining from the conjugal act during the fertile window. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing contraceptive about that. It's all about Mm self-mastery and simply abstaining from the act, which is quite different 
than inserting artificial contraception into the act itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've been talking all about fertility being a gift. And one thing, though, that is crossing my mind is I want to say that it's both gift and grief. I think we can say for sure that within the cycle, there are a lot of the hormone fluctuations for the woman. And so fertility awareness also gives purpose to monitor kind of how the woman is feeling as well on any given day and recognizing maybe patterns within the woman and how she might be feeling. I think that it would be safe to say that the menstrual cycle is a cycle of grief. It is as women, we were created to have children. And each time that we get to day one, which would be the day that our period starts, our body begins to release and get rid of everything that it had been preparing to welcome a baby into the womb. And so leading up to this expelling of uterine uterine lining, lining, endometrium, mm -hmm, right. So leading up to that is a beginning time of grief. And then through the time of the actual menstruation, which could last a few days only for some women could last a lot longer for others. This is, is a real difficult time for women because it's it's on a very subconscious level. We, we almost cannot overpower it, but it is a time of, of weeping, maybe of wailing. Whether we were hoping to welcome a new baby or we had prayerfully discerned it to not be the right time, it is a deep grief to not have a child in the womb at that time. And so we continue the cycle every around 30 days, but there is a way to be more exact if we're watching our our fertility. It is the cycle of grief within the gift. And Mm. I think this really helps us be put in touch and prepared for, I would say, the ultimate grief of women as we prepare for menopause. If we've been doing fertility awareness for our all of our lives or all of our married lives or since we were teenagers, we begin to see the signs of our fertility shifting and we can begin to prepare together as a couple for what this life is going to look like as we head into menopause. So I think that fertility awareness is also important because life changes all of a sudden when there's not even a chance for having children, when you've hit a time of menopause and fertility is not what it was. This is a time of of realizing there will be no more children conceived. So it's so important, especially speaking as the man, to read what's going on with your wife, again, according to the totality of her personhood, body, and soul. So as Megan is talking about all of these things, I can join her and accompany her in these cycles of gift and grief and understand what's going on with her emotionally and psychologically and spiritually, physically, everything going on with her. I can know what's going on. If I wasn't aware of her fertility cycle, mm-hmm. if I wasn't aware of menopause and, and premenopausal symptoms and all this, I might be, what did I do? You know, mm-hmm. what's going on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, wow. And now I, I understand and I can interpret her according to this greater whole of how God has designed woman's body to be a very proclamation of the gospel because salvation itself comes through woman, the Blessed Virgin Mary. And so the menstrual cycle of woman itself is a proclamation of the gospel. It reminds us of how salvation entered the world. And we must have reverence for her 
for woman, for her cycle, for the totality of her personhood, and never reduce her as some kind of miserable object of use or something like this. This is what lust does. But lust has no place in marriage. And Catholic teaching is very adamant about this. What they're supposed to be in marriage is conjugal love, not lust, not reducing either one to a means to some impersonal end. But every person is an end in him or herself. So we must interpret our sexuality, our fertility, the sacrament of marriage itself, according to God's plan of salvation, where Jesus Christ, the bridegroom, comes through woman, the Blessed Virgin Mary, through her free yes to God and his plan of salvation. And Jesus, the bridegroom, comes to save his bride, the church. This is how scripture puts it. So marriage itself is filled with the drama of salvation. The sacrament of marriage is a sign pointing to the wedding feast of the Lamb to come. So we have to, I'm speaking especially to men, we have to, as men, have the greatest reverence and tenderness toward our wives, their bodies and souls, the totality of their personhood. Amen. And what might you say, Megan, about women in relation to men? Are there things to understand about man that you may have to adapt to at all in similar ways? Yeah, and for women, you can invite your husbands into this practice of fertility awareness and empowering them to know, to know what's going on, to give them understanding of your body and I think it will change everything in your relationship if they do feel that they can take ownership of of understanding and not to be lost in confusion of what's going on another practical thing that just comes to mind is during the menstrual cycle you know there are days when as women we may not want to leave the house you know um, especially as we are moving towards menopause perhaps things get very heavy as far as the blood flow and just simple things for men to realize that there may be days when we can't be the wife and mother that we would really want to be because we are just slowed up a little bit. So for men to, again, because if they're watching the menstrual cycle, they can know this and they can have some sympathy and some patience in going on this journey with the woman and for the woman to not feel, for the wife to not feel alone in it but that they're they're doing this together as a team instead of it's just her menstrual cycle, but instead just having an attitude of teamwork about it, that it's something that we're in it together and we're, we're living this cycle together. We're living this cycle of gift and grief together. And that makes it all the more joyous, even in the grief of it and the hard times and the challenges. Yeah, it's something to communicate about every day. And that's why I think the symptothermal method is a great method through which the man can be involved in it. Symptoms and thermometer. Basically, it's taking a woman's basal body temperature, which is just their temperature at rest right in the morning when waking up. And the man can do this. He can write that temperature on the fertility awareness chart. And then the woman observes her... It's called cervical mucus secretion every day as well. And it's putting these two indicators together 
that you can see clearly when ovulation happens, when's the fertile window of the cycle, when's the infertile time of the cycle. And this is very simple. It's really straightforward. You can get a lot more technical into things, especially when there's unusual cycles or infertility issues mm -hmm. and all that. We'll put some more links in the description, pointing to some different resources here. But the basic method of fertility awareness is the symptothermal method. It's a part of my morning routine every day. And it, it starts a conversation. It starts a life-giving conversation mm -hmm. every day. What's more important thing can we talk about as married couples than our fertility, than our fertility related to one another? then prayerful discernment of our marriage, of parenting, of conceiving children, raising children, every day begins with this check-in, and it is entirely life-giving. Mm -hmm. So maybe we can bring this episode to a close with prayer and invite you to check out more links here. And again, you can email us anytime through myinteriorcastle.com website. The email is myinteriorcastle7 at gmail.com. And we're happy to point you to further resources. So let us pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we praise you. We worship you here together. We thank you for the gift of your word and the gift of the spoken word in general that we get to share to point to you. The word become flesh through the virginal womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary. We praise you, God, how you orchestrated your plan of salvation in such a beautiful way. And you show us the theology of our own bodies and how they are meant to point to the perfection of your own. So we praise you for your mercy, God, how you lift us up when we fail along the way, how you gradually perfect us by your love and your grace. We pray that we would live this great drama of the sacramentality of being as you created it, everything meant to point as sign to you, the one true, really real reality. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Shoeless Podcast. We hope you continue the conversation in your own home and with the people you love. We hope it challenges and inspires you to walk shoeless in the world and to live Catholic with abandon.